Hello, wrestling fans, and once again, welcome to another edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother, Aaron. Hey. Hey. And ECW's Chad Austin is here with us as well. What's going on out there, Chad? Not much, buddy, man. Just enjoying the September weather. Last yeah, we day were, of the uh, Latino Heritage Month. We were just talking about that. The weather has turned to the cool. You got to love, love hoodie weather. Hoodie weather's the best. It's not bad. I mean, especially if it's during the day. If it's during the day, you know, it's 71, 72 degrees during the day, and then it chills off at night. Yeah, that's Fucking fine. perfect. I, I can deal with that. It's perfect yeah, I, weather. I don't like the heat. I'm not a heat guy. I don't like to sweat and, you know, sun beating down on my stupid head all day. This is don't my kind outside. of weather. <laughs> True. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. You you would you would change your mind if you lived somewhere where you were fucking freezing all every goddamn day. You would take that heat real quick. <laughs> I will, I, will <laughs> not. I know I know in Maryland we get everything. We get everything here. Oh man, Ohio's and, the same way. Yeah, we have four seasons in one day sometimes around here. Okay, so you, you, gotta, get, you, you get the you exact gotta, same thing. In, in Ohio, you got to keep like a snow shovel, an ice scraper, some gym shorts. <laughs> An umbrella and an umbrella in your fucking car because you yeah. don't know what the fuck's gonna happen when you get out. No, I mean I don't know if you guys have the saying that we got, but we have the saying in Maryland that if you don't like the weather, just wait fifteen minutes. Yeah, that shit will change. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much how it is here. But yeah, it's starting. To, it's getting colder at night. Where as I record with you guys, I have to go outside my own studio because there's other people watching cartoons on Nickelodeon that I, that I can't have. Uh, <laughs> you know. Might get us, for, might get us for copyright infringement for hearing Paw Patrol in the background. <laughs> well, it's not the what is it the helicopter from last week that you guys couldn't pick up. But you guys just also just missed a um a police car flying down my street. Baltimore <laughs> man. <laughs> this week's show is going to cover the episode of ECW from April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three, and I'm calling this the TCB Breda. Taking care of business episode of ECW from April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. Overall, what did we think? And then we'll we'll do a deep dive or as as deep as you can get into the shallow water here tonight. Yeah, I'm, I uh, I really can't wait to dive into this one. <laughs> Boy, do I got some copious notes? I'm I, I used it first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't copyright it. <laughs> Will we start the show off, Aaron, anything before we start? Well, this is presented in its best form possible, according to the WWE <laughs> Network. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best it can. Actually, the, the, this is a different, this must be a different taping, because I think this is a different arena, isn't it? No, it's the... No, it isn't. It's the no, same I, one. I, they, just, I, they just rearranged the chairs. That's okay. all they did. <laughs> yes, because I, um, I wrote down... I, it will, and, and at the end, this will all tie in to what I'm saying here. It's the Cobrini College, the same one. And I even just wrote down, like, oh, my God, they're still main event in the big community colleges. And, and I go, this has to be the last taping. Like, <laughs> and, and you'll find out at the end of this at, at the discussion why I think it's the last taping. But, yeah, when they said it, we're still at the Cabrini College, I was like, geez, who is? <laughs> I mean, what yeah, do they just do? Move people they around? They just rearranged the chairs and turned the lights down. That's all they did. Yeah, clearly they did. 
So, Aaron, I wanted to let you know, I got, I've been uh, messaging with a listen, listener of the show, Jamie Ward. Um, and Jamie apparently was around at this time, around the, the ECW thing going on. And he said that the reason that Rebel didn't rock and rebel, because Aaron is rock and rebel's biz, biggest advocate here on the show every week. I like rock and rebel. The reason Rebel didn't go full time was he had a job with up the Upper Darby Township in the Sanitation Department or the Parks and Recs Department, and they paid great with pretty good benefits. So, well, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't have any idea about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the- all, all all I know is when when this show opened, just the way that's. Mr. Stevie Wonderful and Jay Sully sold me on what was going to happen on the show. I just wrote like, "Oh boy, this intro is going to be so excited for this show." <laughs> and Jay and, Sully, and, Jay yeah, Sully yeah. looked like a fucking sweating mess. <laughs> like he should not have been wearing that tuxedo in that little fucking goddamn gymnasium. And he's it, not clueless, but he looks clueless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like. Like, that's what I'm trying to say about Jay Sully. Like, I think the guy is decent at his job, but the way he looks and the way he speaks, it's just, <laughs> God damn, it's, Jay it's Sully so is a like, like, good job. It's like, everything's great about you. Everything's great about you, Jay, except everything, Aaron. That's yeah. pretty much what you just said. <laughs> like, just, just wear a t-shirt and some jeans, man. You, would, you look you like be, a fucking sweaty mess. You would be totally just, awesome yeah, if you were yeah. you. Why do you have to wear a cumber button in front of the um, Cabrini College uh, field <laughs> out? Uh, like, there's thing. no... there's. I can guarantee in, like, 93, there was absolutely no air conditioning in that fucking building. <laughs> And he's wearing like a fucking tuxedo. It's like, why are you doing that to yourself? Well, I mean, now is about the time after they uh, it totally excited you by telling you the lineup, which I'm not sure was a good thing or a bad thing, telling you that what you're going to see on this week's program, maybe it was a little bit like maybe going, hey, man, maybe I don't want to see this. And it gives you an opportunity to already change the channel. But, Stay tuned uh, and find out what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, but after that, it was time for Eddie to come in and steal the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You can't have a TV show that Eddie's booking without Eddie being the star of the show. And I don't mean that in a bad thing. If you're the booker, fucking do whatever the fuck you want. If you Lawler think you're going to draw money. Lawler did it for 40 years. <laughs> what, what did you think of him um, bringing up the uh, Terry Funk I Quit thing and then showing the footage from that? Do you, know, do you guys even know about that show? No, no. I, that, I mean, I remember seeing that footage there, but no, I don't know anything about that show. Yeah, I, I was at that show. Okay. And it was um it was built as... um. Christ, I even believe that's the show that I probably got my autograph picture from him at. Um, it was a it was ECW versus WWA, like in the like the Radisson, you know, in Philly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all just insiders there. It was a convention as well, too. Like I got into it with the Sandman because I called him a jobber because he only lasted in Memphis like three weeks. And I'm thinking anybody can last in Memphis longer than three weeks. Seriously. <laughs> and um, I got in a fight with him. Um, it, it, that was the um, that was the show. And did you notice the, um, the reason why Todd Gordon cut into the um, thing with the, the important news? Well, I because noticed... Eddie Gilbert didn't make... 
Jerry Funk's he quit? Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure that was an equipment. And did you guys know, I, it might be a dumb note, but I put on my notes that fucking Scott Dickinson was the referee. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even yeah, pick it was that Scott up. Dickinson. Uh, that, really was a, that was a really good show, man. I mean, for the caliber of guys they used for the underneath talent, uh, I was like, that was a pretty good show, like a really good independent show. And that was Corluzo working with somebody in ECW. I don't know whether it was through Jim Crockett or Paul or, you know what I mean? Because Terry right, Funk, you're, you're not going to say it was on loan. Yeah. Right. But just through the footage I watched, I like the footage they showed. I shouldn't say I watched, but the footage I showed, it looked like it was in a, it looked like it was in a ballroom, and it was, fucking, it, 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 and it was Scott Dickinson as the referee, which was kind of cool for me. I like Scott Dickinson, and just it, it, it didn't seem out of place, but it was kind of cool, and I understand why they cut it off because obviously Eddie didn't tell or. Eddie didn't make Terry say I quit. I'm not even sure what the finish was because at that time in Philadelphia, was there ever finishes? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, did it even matter? You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't mean that as a as a negative thing. You know, Terry Funk and and Eddie Gilbert just brought all over the building, and you know, meaning that these were all smart marks. That they're all just loving it because they're watching two of their favorites, you know. I was, just I was gonna go say, I'm sure, I'm sure they went home satisfied. <laughs> yeah, I know, I did. I mean, that was one of my, if not, if not my first, it was one of my first um, experiences working with Gilbert as far as being like his um, guy. Like that way, I would have to go just check in on not not only like for his health, but make sure he knows what time it is and get him to the building mm-hmm. and. That kind of stupid shit. So that that, that was rel- that was relatively like right at the beginning of our like sort of friendship relationship. Did um, how do I want to put the question? So at that time, at this time, was he? And if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But was was he fucked up a lot and stuff at this time? Eddie? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, I mean. believe me, this is not even an insinuation whatsoever, is I've never seen, I've never seen Eddie at the bar, at the hotel. Never. Never once. Okay. So if he did, he got fucked up on his own (laughs) in his room. But, I mean, ever dealing with him, no. I never, not even, you know, not even an incidence where I was, like, questioned anything. Mm -hmm. So I have absolutely zero idea. Okay. Now, Terry, I, I drank Bloody Marys and Coors Light with Terry at the breakfast buffet at the Radisson before at 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That's I mean, cool. What would you expect? <laughs> right? That's you know? cool. Yeah. <laughs> that ups your cool factor. Just saying that. Cool <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And he still, he still wore them boots, them white boots that were like the Mexican wrestling boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he still had them on. So our next segment has our good friend Halitosis Robbins the third, and he, he had to make that Bart Simpson joke. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> I don't why understand. he's calling oh. fucking. Ter- I, I don't understand why he's calling um, um, Wender and Stetson Larry or uh, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Larry, I don't understand Larry. why he's calling him Bart and Homer Simpson. Fucking analogy. That's it's the totally worst goddamn analogy in the world. 
You're totally killing me because I wrote it down like I kind of turned my head as soon as he said it, and I wrote down Hunter Q with another Beavis and Butthead comment. <laughs> but if you were, if you were probably right, Homer and Bart. Yeah, he, yeah. he's like, oh, Larry Winters and Ted's or Tony and Tony Stetson. I mean. Bart and Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, what what is what is this? What the fuck is I that? I thought I was gonna nail that this week <laughs> with, that, with that comment. I was like, dude, I I'm, I'm noticing a pattern here. Yeah. And, we're and your also, pattern ain't great, man. <laughs> we're also no. we're also noticing Hunter is a big spender with his five hundred dollars. Well, I mean up here. At one point, you will see a whole bunch of empty seats. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't think the paydays were what they were going to be. I'm putting up right. every concession dollar made tonight. <laughs> All the pizza money. <laughs> That's he's even dipping into his own personal account. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Is it? Is it this one we 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 let into the um? What was this? The Super D's. Yes, this is the yeah. super, super D's against Winters and Stetson. Oh my God! I think I, this is. I think I have more notes on this match than any other match on this show. Do you have? And I'm not sure well, okay. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, let me ask this question, and this is a this is a serious, honest guy question. The Super Destroyers are they a good team? I mean, I mean, I mean what is your criteria? Well, just, <laughs> like, just like in this environment, you're watching the Super Destroyers as a tag team. Are they? I don't good? think any. I don't think any of them are. Okay, <laughs> I mean, but as far as like as far as where you're going, with what you got, they're probably the best of the rest. Because mm-hmm. you you know you haven't established the the suicide blondes yet, and I mean come on, Larry Winters and Tony Stetson, uh, honestly, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. They, it, there's really not a whole lot there to offer, so I would say yeah, why not? You know, they're in this, in this promotion, guys, yeah, in this they, promotion can, they can completely de- they can completely devastate the Hell Riders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, I, the one I, guy doesn't even know when somebody's trying to rush the ring and attack him. I think that's Chubby Dudley, by the way. Honestly. It is. It is. It Jamie, is. Jamie Ward told me that. Yes, it is. It is Chubby. He it looks is. every bit the same. Chubby yeah. Dudley. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, but I would just say I wouldn't say they were necessarily a good tag team, but they're the best of what they had to work with. I, I, I'm just that's my opinion. I mean, do you guys agree? Not agree? Yeah, I was going to say they are. They are definitely this promotion's Midnight Express. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't go. I, <laughs> I mean, Midnight Express. Let, let me, let me, let me reiterate this promotions. <laughs> Rock and roll know? RPMs. <laughs> Did you guys notice the, <laughs> one, the biggest spot that I noticed in this was there was that really awkward crisscross. Like, did you know? That was the start of the match. <laughs> yeah, like right at the beginning. There's this awkward crisscross. <laughs> and at the end of it, Larry Winters throws one of the worst drop kicks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh, dude, there's there's shit ton. When when um right, right like, at the like beginning, Larry, Larry Winters hits a drop kick on one of the Super D's that I swear to God he hits him in the fucking like like crust of his ass crack in the back. <laughs> well, that that comes that comes later on when it when it was like the, the schmas, right? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Well, watch watch when um when the when the um 
hot body, whatever it is, Stetson and Winters are taking over and they, at the beginning and they're doing all the double team spots and they go to double like elbow, like they, they bump one of the guys and I, I it's I wrote down that um yeah they go they go to do a double elbow and Stetson drops an elbow on the Super D's head and the winners missed the, the whole entire elbow because the Super D didn't stay down long enough like he just rolled and I'm just like well that was fucking awful and then and then there was uh then I wrote um and then there was a shitty clothesline. <laughs> And uh, then another thing is we're getting to that spot where you said, because I, I, wrote, I wrote it too. Um, I wrote the Super D's working the wrong leg. Did anybody <laughs> catch that? Yes. <laughs> he grabs him on the right leg and he starts twisting his ankle. And all of a sudden he puts him in the cross leg, but he's still entering the wrong leg. <laughs> what? what? Well, whatever. <laughs> and this is the best tag team in ECW right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's saying something. And then the next note that I do have is Winters missed the dropkick. Yeah, he like, dropkicked it right in the fucking top of the ass. It was fucking what, terrible. What a shitty spot that was. You know, you kind of see what they were trying to do, but everybody was running around so fucking half-assed, crooked, you know, with their um, I think timing. everybody had the best of intentions. But it was just like, God damn. Yeah, but the execution was terrible. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm just guessing. I mean, we, we're all been guilty of this. Anybody that's done this on TV before is your time. You know, you get rushed. And therefore, you do get confused. You do fuck shit up, you know. But, I mean, this is, these, this is their, this guy's probably not having enough experience on TV regularly, you know, to make times. But you know what I mean? I, I that that shit wouldn't happen to me. I, I can I can just tell you that it's never happened to me. Where it's been that just come on, dude. You, you do a drop kick like while you're standing from your like, from your hips or whatever, and maybe you know, our maybe our maybe our real story here is that the Bart Simpson mind game is working. Yeah, it's getting into their heads. <laughs> They're gonna just start screwing shit up. Don't. <laughs> But then in the match, fucking Stetson and Winter, they they win off of a DQ. So technically, shouldn't they get the $500? No, well, Hunter never did say whether it was pinfall or submission. That's he just said that they, No, I actually, to take that back, I do say that they weren't going to win the belts. Uh, well, I think okay. Hunter did say I did. I did think Hunter said that they are not going to win. They are not going to win the belts. Okay, so there's some logic in this fucking show. <laughs> Seriously. That, that, that takes somebody to watch the show about three hours ago. <laughs> Figure that one out. Found the needle in the haystack there. Yeah. Found the logic in the shit. Oh, yeah, but wait a minute. We got some big action coming up here. The star of the show is back. <laughs> Salvatore Bellow. Oh, I thought you were going to say the human midget fucking... Glenn Osborne. Glenn Osborne. He's also here. He's also here. Doing some jaw jacking with a Gilbert. What yeah, you got Blumo, on this one, guys? Blumo to me, I, 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 you know, as a matter of fact, I don't have anything written down for Blomo and Glenn Osborne because, in my opinion, this was just a reason to get um, Morocco and Snook out there, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because Blomo didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And he, he just... <laughs> Casually walked out, and then Glenn Osborne was the one who kind of has a little thing with Gilbert going back to the TV tournament thing. Mm-hmm. 
that he stood up for himself, but at the end of the day, he didn't want it. You know, yeah, Mar- Bal- Morocco was not going to go. Balomo just takes his helmet off and leaves. Because <laughs> he had some wooden toys to make for the fucking <laughs> the homeless kids in fucking Philadelphia. I yeah. don't fucking All right, I'll leave. I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I got to make these wheels. I got to put a... I got to put a... I gotta put a boat in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't. Uh, honestly, I would love to. I would have loved to had uh, um, had time to sit around with Eddie and ask him why did you think putting Morocco with snooker was a good idea? Like, what was the logic behind that? What you know was it, was it Todd? Was it Todd influenced? You know, mm-hmm. what what was it I, I, I don't want to go off on a tirade, but. And I have thought this since the first time I ever watched this stuff many years ago. I never understood why this promotion has Don Morocco and Jimmy Snuka. And even if you do want to eventually have them be a team, why would you not start out with them as rivals and tell a story? You know, like, yeah, we essentially we just get Morocco just all of a sudden (laughs) is is with Eddie and, and Snuka. There was no story. There was no Morocco turning on a tag partner. Or anything like that. You could have told a cool story with this, especially the rivalry they had going back to what eighty three. Yeah, I mean, you could have had Morocco come in first and just be beating everybody and telling them how he's beating everybody like he used to beat Jimmy Snooker. Mm-hmm. And who expected Jimmy Snooker's going to fucking show up at the Bellini, <laughs> whatever the fucking what is it called, the Cali- Cabrini Cal- College Fieldhouse? Yeah, yeah, nobody's going to expect that shit. And then they end up having their mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't there? Jeez, uh, who is? What was I? What, what was the, the spot that he they, they they hit that I can't even remember? Fuck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Move on because it, it might come to me in a second. They, but something happened well, in that well, thing. Well, that, oh no, it well, was Snooker. Um, I think Snooker. His the longer he's lived in the United States. His accent's gotten worse. <laughs> Has any of you noticed that? That the more you, the more you talk to him, the later he gets in his yeah, life. I have no idea that, what he's saying on this fucking show. Other than he's always three promos, and I have no idea what he's saying. Other than TCB taking TCB, care of baby. his brother. And, and all the people <laughs> in TV land. Who the fuck is TV land? <laughs> all the people in local access TV land. Jeez, always. I think Morocco. Yeah, I mean, did Morocco have a vivid video T-shirt on here? I'm no, sure. dude. I completely paused and watched. Okay, it. yeah, all right. <laughs> it did say vivid, but I don't know what. The, I think it was um, either a nightclub, okay, or some sort of like hotel or hotel or something. Because I did make a point to go back and go. Wait a minute. <laughs> In 1993, vivid video was putting out T-shirts and giving them the wrestlers. <laughs> well, let me ask this. I. I, I, I and this is like a super random question, but out of the three guys, who do you think was pulling down the more money out of the three? Was it Snuka? Well, I shouldn't even say out of the, out of the three, because obviously Funk is probably making the most money. But after Funk, was it Snuka or Morocco? After hmm. Funk? I'm not even sure if, well, I bet oh, Funk getting paid the most, but out of the uh, you know what, it probably takes into consideration where they're coming from. You know, Snook is mm-hmm. probably living in, either in Jersey or maybe Atlanta mm-hmm. or the Carolinas or whatever, and he's just a quick, you know, jump 
puddle jumper, and Morocco might still be living in Hawaii. So that might go against, you know, Todd so might you think be Morocco like, Morocco oh. might have been making more? I think Morocco, no, I think he would have made less because Todd would have said, well, I'll pay him for your fucking flight. It's probably right. $1,200. <laughs> you right. know, so you're going you're to take a few hundred hour hit, you know, as Snooker, 100 bucks from Atlanta. So, you right. know, back in them days, he's probably got more. And uh, as far as funk, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, this is completely just talk amongst people that I, that I dealt with. I, I think Funk was making in the nine fifty a shot range, or if it wasn't nine fifty a shot, it may have been nine fifty a weekend. Now, like that, that they may have called that a shot, you know, a at, Friday at Saturday that, at that time. Yeah. At that time, at that level, is that a a like really good payoff, or is he if he's he settling? Okay, yeah, no, I'm just gonna pay me nine fifty to do two days worth of work. That's a good fucking payoff. <laughs> Plus the hotel. Mm-hmm. Plus the fucking um, plus the plane, and he, he probably brought his wife in, you know, because she was there a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've 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 been you know I I mean I don't know her personally, but I've met her before, and so yeah, I mean you've taken consideration. You're walking home with a you know a nine hundred. I mean I maybe it could have been per night, you know. Maybe I just the information that I was given was wrong, but if it was not, that's almost two thousand dollar a weekend. Right. <laughs> it must cost a lot of money to run a double cross ranch. <laughs> Fuck. It's a lot of lawn mowing. <laughs> <clears throat> so now we get a promo from Candido and Johnny Hotbody, or I'm sorry, Jonathan Hotbody. Now, I mean, if you're going to have the last name Hotbody, let's make sure our name is, our first name is proper, right? <clears throat> of course. Yeah, he, he says, hey, don't dispute, don't confuse me with who you saw before you thought I was Johnny Hotbody now I'm Jonathan Hotbody <laughs> and Christopher Candido and Christopher Candido this and, this is and, this in and, my and, opinion this in my opinion was probably the best thing on the show the, mm-hmm. in this match the match is coming up and I don't want to sound like a dick when I say it or whatever, but these these four guys in this match were the four guys in this match, like in this match that actually on this entire show looked like an entire match of guys that looked like actual wrestlers. And wrestled like actual wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing they did, and I don't even know if you, if you caught it or not, is that... Um, they worked two different matches in that one match. Hmm. Like literally, they worked they they worked two different matches. They had the regular kind of um like generic independent tag match, and then they had like the match that was like the the wait later on when you've been more advanced and had more experience mm-hmm. with the fiery comeback and the and the better spots match. If you understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I because I wrote down at one point that it was it was one of the world's worst hot tags that I've ever seen <laughs> because they didn't even they did. For, first off, uh, I, I just came back from pissing. Um, first off, they didn't they they didn't do um, like anything to build to the hot tag. And then at one point, they both just basically walked to their corner. <laughs> and and Cairo tagged you know JT and I guess um, 
the other jabroni tagged Chris, mm-hmm. and they kind of walked in and started back over again. <laughs> they went back into like another headlock spot. Mm-hmm. And so that, they went into it, and I'm going like, well, you just did, now you're doing a whole different match. You're starting back over again. And then that's when Stevie Wonderful, I believe, said that uh, like Tommy Cairo and Johnny Hotbody are in a blood feud. Well, my handwriting right here says nothing means blood feud, blood feud like a side headlock. For 10 <laughs> <laughs> I really hate you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so pissed off at you, I'm going to hold your head for just gonna, 10 minutes or so. Blood feud by, about cutting off circulation. That's what it's all Fuck. about. Fuck. <laughs> and then when they finally, and then when they finally hit the hot tag, um, I, I totally know that Candido called this match. Uh, okay. All the spots where there was the bump into each other spots, you know, the head mm-hmm. to the dick spots, all that shit. That's all Candido. I can totally tell you that right now. And I'm laughing because, you know, Candido is probably only, what is this, 93? Oh. So he's probably only two, year, two years in. I was going to say, didn't he start in 92, like early 92, I think? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. may have had a couple of matches in 91, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, I believe 92 was probably when he got going. But, yeah, you can tell he was the ring general in this disaster. But, <laughs> and like I said, I thought it was the best thing on the show. Two notes I had, and then, Aaron, we'll get your thoughts, too. But, first of all, I don't know if anybody noticed, but you know, sometimes things sound a little dated when Stevie Wonderful called J.T. Smith the soul brother of his team. And... Then JT had a, I thought his moonsault on this was fantastic. That was a beautiful moonsault. Oh, I put that on there. (laughs) JT hits a fucking great looking moonsault. That was easily the best moonsault that JT did. And it's it's almost to the point where I think he was supposed to miss it. (laughs) Bring his leg. Honestly, I'm done. Because because a lot of times, a lot of times, and it's happened to me, and I've done it before. Like, if I put a guy in a spot and I don't think the guy's in the right position or if I can hit it correctly, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd, I'd much rather feel safer. You know, I have a more a better tendency of screwing up because I'm more right. worried about the guy's safety, which in, all, in actuality, I'm more likely to hurt the guy. So, you know, if I tell the guy moonsault, but I, but I need you to roll in, Bill Dundee, roll <laughs> fucking in. And, um... That way, if I know he's rolling in, that way I can do a perfect moonsault and I'm going to land perfectly without knowing, you know, without the worries. But yeah, that was clearly his best moonsault. So I don't, I guess I want, I want to, now that you said that name, I want to pause the review and ask about working with Bill. Apparently you worked with Bill Dundee. Yeah, down in uh, Ozark Mountain. We did a program together. What was that like? I I have to pause the review because I have to know, you know. Did he call you daddy all the time? <laughs> I mean, we 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 traveled together. Okay. Um, what's his name? Bert Prentice. Bert Prentice, yeah. There's very few. There's very few stuff of it on the on on, uh, on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure you might be able to find one match where I think it, it it's probably Bill and the Colorado the Colorado kid. Um, <laughs> Against me and some guy named Gator McAllister. That, that was probably on my way out. But me and Bill worked. Um, we did, like, the whole entire... Uh, we had loops, but it was all mainly spot show loops. 
Okay. Like it wasn't it wasn't like Monday night in Memphis. You know, Tuesday night, whatever in Louisville, you know, mm-hmm. Wednesday night Evansville. It was like we were in Cersei, Arkansas. <laughs> and we were in West Memphis, Arkansas, and that kind of shit. But me and Bill, we, we kinda clicked. We liked each other. But yeah, one night I mean, like he has this thing where he always he always ends up blackening somebody's eye. Like in a match, because either the guy was a little rough, he he may have been stiff, mm-hmm. and Bill wasn't sending a message. I must have worked with him, I'm going to guess, 16 times. Okay. Wow. Not one time did he ever fucking tater me. <laughs> so that, to me, tells me that I did something right. Right. But one night we were wrestling in a fucking shit show, and... He called it, so I'm not even taking blame for this nonsense. <laughs> he called it. He said, Slammy, and he said, Moonsocks. And I just said, dude, move in. <laughs> and I go to the top rope, and just like J.T. Smith, I realized I was going to miss the Moonsocks, so I had no problem, you know, fearing that I was going to land on them wrong. This fucking idiot, he decides to sit up with The Undertaker <laughs> while I'm in mid, like, Moonsocks. So I smashed him. Fucking neck. Yeah, I killed him. Like, literally. And I just realized, oh my god, I just killed the superstar. (laughs) You just made him more of a midget. Yeah, I'm sitting there, and and, and I I killed him, and I'm just sitting there, I'm just going, oh man, this is going to be the night where I get to fucking, you know, date, or (laughs) this is going to be the big night. And literally, he goes, uh, body slam, moonsault again. And I just look at him. Like, you fucking gotta kid me. Manage your growth enough. I yeah. I, I almost was ready to just like throw, like drag him so far into the corner that there was no way I could have hit the moonsault. You know what I mean? Like just drag him like almost halfway under the ropes. So I couldn't have did it anyway. But yeah, I, he actually loved working with me. He wanted me to do the um the uh, Darby Allen gimmick in a. Uh, in uh, Ozark Mountain because I was an accomplished skateboarder. Okay. But I was, in my opinion, I was at the age where that talent was out the window. (laughs) I was, I mean, I could ride a skateboard, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't do the stuff that I did 10 years prior. Yeah, that's one of those things there's a shelf life on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, very sure. (laughs) Um. If, and before we get back into the review, one more thing about Dundee. Listeners of the show, if you have never seen a picture of the car that Bill Dundee drives around Memphis, you have to look it up. Look up the Bill Dundee oh, it's car. Fantastic. With the one with him airbrushed? <laughs> yes. Oh, that airbrushed car is fantastic. <laughs> like, when I used to live with Bull in Memphis, I used to live with Bull, and uh, me, Bull, Samantha, his, Bull's wife at the time, oh, and the superstar. Uh-huh. Yeah, bullpen, and, and and Samantha and and the superstar, we would all travel together, and it started to get weird after a while because me and Bull would drive together, and Sam and Bill would drive together because mm-hmm. it was kind of like because I think Bill, I think uh, Bill had a Benz, I believe it was an old Benz. It was so old you had to plug the fucking thing in, like in the winter time. You know, was I maybe because it was a diesel or whatever. So I was gonna say, so the diesel won't gel. Jesus, I guess. <laughs> and then Sam and Bull, they had a Camaro, 
So me and Bull would ride in that car, and Sam and Bill would ride in the other car, and then it just it just got creepier and creepier, and the writing was on the wall. <laughs> you know, I mean, I ain't got to tell you what the finish was. <laughs> Samantha left Bull for Bill, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it sucked. It sucked because we we were all like that close. You know what I'm saying? Right. Working for the same company, we all lived near each other. Blah blah blah, and then you just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, with the boys, awkward, you know, you don't expect yeah. that shit with the boys. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do. I don't fucking know. I just, <laughs> it just, it just ain't me. <laughs> Anything else about the super style? Because I used to talk to him when I got, when I left, uh, I guess it was 95, 96, whenever I left Ozark, I had his number and I used to call him kind of frequently, like, mm-hmm. like you know, once a month, just, you know, yeah. how you been, how's it going kind of thing. How you feeling? And he still does shit. I don't know what the fuck he's doing out there. But. <laughs> the only, the only thing I'll say about the guy is that I like Bill Dundee. I'm a fan of him. I like him, and I actually um, really dug his shit when he was with fucking William Regal in WCW. Well, that was when he. I think he was booking. Yeah, like he was good. Like he. He was really good in WCW with him and Regal. They were fantastic together. Yeah, when he was doing Sir William. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I, I'll tell you this, man. When uh, Dundee is such a good booker, but he's like every other booker. You can't keep him in there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you, you just, when you got to mix shit up, when you got to change things, he's always a fantastic guy to have around. You know, much like an Eddie Gilbert. Mm-hmm. You know, because Bill Watts can, can only do so much, you know, and so long. And then before he's like, Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> how am I going to get Brickhouse Brown over? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, you know what I mean? And that way he brings in a guy like, you know, he'll bring in um, a Dundee for what? How much? How long do they last? What, what is their shelf life? I don't know. I, is it a year? Whatever. Enough to give um Bill enough break so he can figure out where where he wants to go, and then if not, he's always got a Gilbert there, right? You know, so it's always great to have people like that around that have great minds. And yeah, Bill Dundee has a fantastic mind. You go back and watch some of the stuff that he booked in Memphis when because Memphis went through bookers like crazy. Mm-hmm. They just every three months it was you know when Law when he went off for softball, you know right. or. Jarrett needed time off or what, you know, all that shit. There was many reasons why they did all that shit, but it all worked, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Up to yeah. a point. Up until yeah. like, you know, up the until, late 80s. Yeah, yeah. Up until, I was going to say, up until the late 80s. Into the Power Pro days. Um, yeah, their last their last big house, if you want to even consider that, was the Tommy Ridge. No, no I'll take that back. It was the Memphis Memories. Mm-hmm. That was 93, but that was you had to bring back all these old guys to do it. But their last house that drew any money that was not off of somebody else's name was the Idol Lawler, um, any, you know, whatever Tommy Rich hair thing match. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who wouldn't want the opportunity to go to a place to see a guy, you know, you know is not going to lose, and then get <laughs> your money back for it. Fuck. <laughs> I would have went there. I would have pissed off. The, I would have yelled at Lola for winning, for, for not winning. <laughs> what the fuck? Are, are you in on this? It's all the work, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Now we get another so, 
another TCB taking care of business brought a promo from uh, Morocco and Snuka. Anybody In have anything room. written down about anything? Have any, anybody have anything written down about this masterpiece? Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I just had uh, I guess. <laughs> Somebody at ECW was just trying to get their money's worth. <laughs> um, just go out there and talk, and and because Snook is going to fly from the highest of the highs, and Morocco is going to drive him to the lowest of the lows. <laughs> but he's not going to tell you what the big news they got coming up because that would be way too easy. And I think the big news is I'm only here for two more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, like. And then he looks and he realizes after he's teasing the fact that he's going to tell him some big news, and he goes, "I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you got to you got to stay tuned and watch." And I'm thinking that's what I was afraid of. When I see Morocco come on my TV, I expect excellence because I'm a big Morocco promo fan. But this is just—I don't know—he's just getting a check here, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's Cabrini College stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, and then it, that was, that's when Snooker was doing the TCB. Yeah, TCB, bro. All the people with TV land. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, how do you want to, I don't even, I don't fucking know. He's wearing, what was it, what was this gym that he he worked out at, Bleak Wick? What Bleak. the fuck is that? Is that a Jewish gym? <laughs> Bleak Wick? Gym? Yeah. <laughs> I I would never heard of that. I always heard of uh, you know, the big name, you know, powerhouse and this and that gym and Bleakwicks. Yeah, I never heard of it. Never heard the name at all. I don't ever. think it franchised. <laughs> all right, so now we roll into the Hell Riders. Oh, they're the uh, they're the Rock and Roll Express of the ECW. <laughs> going up again. See my problem with it. My problem with the commentary team with the great Stevie Wonderful and the great Jay Sully is that, that in this match, like Jay Sully's like, which one is easy and which in which one is H C and Sully's it's like, I don't terrible. fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. I mean, and they do that through all the matches. Like, which one's the Super Destroyer one, and which one's Super Destroyer two? And they're like, well, I don't fucking know. I don't I'm know. Like, <laughs> watch, watch at the beginning of the match, because if I'm not mistaken, and this match was so uneventful that I didn't write any notes down. <laughs> I, I just wrote Snooker Morocco promo, so the match must have been next. But watch me how at the beginning when Morocco goes to run across the ring to jump, to jump one of the, the you know the Hell Rider guys. Watch the chubby Dudley Dudley guy. He's standing there watching his partner get mauled by Morocco, and Jimmy Snooker's not even done pulling up his knee pads yet. So he's behind in the mugging, and and chubby Dudley's just standing there watching his partner get mauled by Morocco, and I'm just like. What the fuck? You're just waiting on Snooker just to run across the ring just to, like, knee you so you fall out of it. Oh, my God. I just thought, what the fuck are these guys doing on the show? And I mean, I, I mean that in the sense that they must probably know somebody that came with the ring. I, I don't know. Um, I don't mean that. I don't. I mean, I'm sure them guys are very, very good. But what were they going to, you know, what were they going to do? And Bob Ortiz is a great 
I think Bob Ortiz is a great ring announcer, but the thing that he does is weird to me is he doesn't say and. He doesn't say what? Bob Ortiz, as a ring announcer, he doesn't say and. Like, he says, like, like, when Cactus, it, 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 it's quite a years away, but like when Cactus Jack and Mick Foley win the tag belts, he goes, the winners of the tag belts, Cactus Jack, Whip Rack. Like, he doesn't say and. So, so you're saying, he, like, just, he like, just says, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Don Morocco. I, yeah. I can't believe you. I can't believe that irks you. I, I already even <laughs> noticed it. I, I, no, I, have, I haven't never noticed it, and I love Bob. I, I, love I, to love, I, I think he's a great ring announcer, but he never says and. I know. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta pay more attention to that. I used to, to I used to and, love and, standing and, in the ring when, when, like, when I guess when I was doing the, you know, the underneath heel thing, I used to love standing in the ring and listening to Bob do my ring intro, and like. I, I stole my, I guess you could say my, whatever I do for my intro. Mm. I think I stole it more from Terry Taylor than I, than I, I definitely didn't steal it from Eddie Gilbert. I think I stole it from Terry Taylor. And if you know what I'm talking about and you watch old Terry Taylor stuff, you, I think you'll know what I mean by it. But I used to love just standing there. This is the Bob go, you know, from, I don't even know where he said I'm a slum, honestly. <laughs> You know, or whatever it is, I'm just laughing, kind of like in my head, going, "This guy is like just so loud and, and you know and good." Yeah, Bob Ar- Bob Artie is one of my favorite ring announcers. Oh, he's great, but I guarantee that if you were standing next to Nate, he would just say, "Chad Austin, Nate Maxson." <laughs> like he wouldn't say he wouldn't say Chad Austin and Nate Maxson. I gotta have to, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on Chad this Austin, man. You are very. Yeah, you're, you're, you're very <laughs> anal about this shit. <laughs> so, I mean, what are, are you trying to avoid the uh, the Sandman versus Rock and Rebel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good what, match. We we have a yeah. we we have before that started. Um, Jay Sully's in what appears to be a hostage video talking about the next uh, event coming up. <laughs> it looked like he was he was at gunpoint doing this thing. <laughs> And I also yeah, wrote I, down... What I think stupid is... I also, what, what, go ahead, Aaron. What, what I think is kind of stupid on this show is that it's their, it's their championship match. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's Rock and Rebel and Sandman in their championship match. And we're, oh, we're going to have it in progress. <laughs> what, one it's thing like I wanted to say... All the fucking matches that you would have that would have introductions. Why wouldn't you have this match introductions out mm-hmm. to the ring doing your one thing? thing I, one thing I want to say really quick before we get into the match is when they, when they showed the video or the footage from last week, I I am now going to have to say, I think you were right, Aaron. I think Sandman was attempting to ride that surfboard. Yeah, into the he ring. was trying to boogie that fucking board into the ring, man. I, I didn't see, I didn't, I guess I didn't notice it last week, but when I watched he tried to ring. ride that goddamn thing into the ring. <laughs> and I don't it, know. It would have been funny. Neither one of you agree. Fuck off. <laughs> he was trying to fucking ride that fucking surfboard into the ring. 
in a in a perfect wrestling world, I don't understand why if you're advertising this as your main event. And it's the champion against his number one challenger. Why, Why are you going to bring it in progress? Why? I mean, and, and then right after that, I have the reason why that I, I know why they did it. And, and and I'm just like, that just, you could have cut out just, you could, the Hell Riders. Yeah. Why? I mean, did you really need to see Snooker and Morocco beat up two fucking jabrones? Like, you know, <laughs> they were already there. You already saw them. Right? <laughs> did you need Did you need to see him in "quote unquote" action? Right. That could have been the match joint in progress. Just so the finish. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, 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 pick a pick a match on this fucking show, except for well, <laughs> half of the Candido match was good. <laughs> and, and I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, Tiger, what the hell? And, and Peaches, that perm is just fucking. Seems like it's getting better every single week. <laughs> it, it looks more and more stellar. Like she's actually getting uh, maybe some more money. Um, I don't know. Th- these two guys are just two just long time Philly ta- you know talents that probably wrestled a, just a shit ton of times and just did the regular basic fucking whatever their go to match. I- I'm guessing. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But what was the finish? Was there wasn't a finish because didn't Tiger come in? And- yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah, she raked his eyes, and it was a. I don't. Key. I don't even. I don't even think they showed a full five finish. minutes of the match. It was a stupid finish. Well, there's probably reasons why they didn't show a full five minutes of the match, but I don't know. <laughs> I um, but right after that, I mean, did, did anybody even question the fact that why they 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 pitched to a TV title tournament recap? Because like, it is- it's been over for two weeks, or, or you know. Mm-hmm. Snooker was the champion, even though in his match with Morocco, he didn't wear the belt. Right. And they acknowledged <laughs> him as the TV champion. And I'm thinking, well, why are they pitching to a video package recap of, you know, the TV title tournament? And did any of you guys guess, did any of you guys look at the time, timestamp on the program? No, I didn't, honestly. Remember how the last previously programs ended at 38 minutes? Mm-hmm. 30 minutes on the dot. They clearly needed time. <laughs> they they just, they didn't have enough stuff, which led me to believe that this was the last taping from the Cabrini College. Right. <laughs> and they just took whatever they had left <laughs> and tried to scrape a show out of it. My biggest is where was scrape? The- <laughs> huh? My biggest concern was, where was the cut? My biggest concern was where was the cosmic con- the cosmic commander? Uh, well, he, he was he was probably probably still back at the Terry Funk Eddie Gilbert hotel match. <laughs> that's where I, that's where I met the guy at at that at the hotel. That's like, where I first heard of him. At. He's probably still sitting back there selling gimmicks. Like Baloma, yeah, Baloma was raw dogging it in that fucking match. It didn't happen. Like. He was trying to get over. <laughs> I I just clearly saw that this match, the way I mean, this whole entire show, the way that it was put together, that there there wasn't enough. They didn't have enough stuff left, you know, in the can. Which which begs the question again: Why they didn't show more of the main event? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Well, maybe they, maybe somebody in the higher ups watched the main event. <laughs> And it may, maybe it was in best interest that they joined the match in progress. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm just there's there's two schools of thought for me. Maybe that match wasn't like it wasn't a main event at the building, and it was just mm-hmm. like a throwaway match that they just used it for TV as a main event, or it probably wasn't that, gr- or it may not have been that great, right? Or it could have been longer, you know. Mm-hmm. And boy, who, I mean, I'm I'm begging you for somebody to. Take, text me, tweet me, tell me that they're looking for a Sandman versus Rock and Rebel 30 minute <laughs> classic. <laughs> I'll send them a Stephen P. New shirt. So, overall, guys, what did we think of this edition? Uh, we've been giving it kind of, you know, four out of five, three out of five, what have you. Um, what do we think about this edition of ECW? I don't know. I, I, give me a second to gather my thoughts. <laughs> Jesus. I'll give it a I'll give it a three out of five. Three yeah. yeah I would too. Three out of five. Some crickets. Some crickets. <laughs> well, if I yeah. I don't know if I would give it a a solid three. I might give it a two maybe two and a half because I, I think the execution was there. I just don't think that it just there was enough there to work with. So they were kind of their hands were kind of tied, and I think mm-hmm. that it's what you know, it's kind of what you got. Because I mean, I'm not going to say that Candido and Hot Body didn't work hard. I think they all worked hard. Yeah, the Super Demies. I mean, Larry Winners. Come on. I mean, <laughs> they are what they are. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron I mean, said, great. everybody means well on the show. They mean well. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it three. Larry Winners drop kicks. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you would have connected, though, it would have made it a, a solid three for me. But yeah, two and a half. I guess two and a half because uh, I don't even want to know what a five is because <laughs> this was built nowhere near a fucking five. So yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to get into some fucking uh, Rob Van Dam Sabu shit before we start talking fives on shows. And, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it was okay, and hopefully next week, um, if I'm not mistaken, this has to be the last of the Karina College, so we're going to have to go back into the ECW arena um, mm-hmm. probably next week, and because I don't remember too many tapings not being at the arena, honestly. Well, what I can tell you is I'll give us... Uh... If we're if we've wrapped up here, like I do every week, I like to read the description of next week's show from the WWE Network just to give us a little preview of what's coming up. Next week will be May fourth, nineteen ninety three, and things take a dangerous turn when Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Don Morocco receive some help from an unexpected ally during their match against Glenn Osborne and J.T. Smith. Plus, Commissioner Todd Gordon gives Hunter Q. Robbins III a taste of his own medicine, maybe his bad breath, and the, yeah. Sandman, the Sandman defends the ECW Heavyweight Championship against the biggest star in ECW, Sabalomo. So there you go. There's our, there's our warm-up for next week's show. I'm only stood still. <laughs> I wouldn't have to wait till Wednesday. Well, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Jeez, just to get it out of the fucking way. Get it out of the way. <laughs> and I mean, because obviously this is, um, because I mean, uh, you said they get help from Paul, and that's what they're insinuating. So I'm, I'm assuming that Paul's just coming in as talent at this point, right? And I, looking at these, looking at the pictures on the preview, I think you're right. I think they're back in the arena on this one. It looks like it looks like the arena from the from the stills. Because it's so empty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they anything out of the arena has never really worked for me, in my opinion. I mean, maybe the Elks Lodge, they did a couple of decent shows from there, but mm-hmm. that was an anomaly, anomaly. But um, the arena has to be the place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I remember standing in line there. I remember standing in line there every the day that they took, brought me in the back. <laughs> like, I think I paid $25 to work for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that shit. Like, the line was out the door, just down the street. I mean, it was inc- it was incredible for that time period. Mm-hmm. Not, not that time period that we're, we're currently in right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, once we get into the fact that we start getting traction, and then, you know, Meltzer starts talking about it more. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, I mean, and, coming uh, up. Coming up, I think here in a couple of weeks is when I start seeing it show up in the torch too. So we'll definitely delve into stuff. That'll have some maybe some behind the scenes stuff we can talk about too. Um, coming up in May of '93 is when Wade starts writing about it. So, yeah, you're there probably because yeah, I because I, Wade actually talked more about me than Melcher did. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I read his stuff more. Aaron, any parting words for our listeners before we sign off this week? Well, not really. Just get ready to enjoy some good shit because ECW gets really good. Like, at, some at, at some point, at, at some point, <laughs> maybe three years down the road, we we'll, we'll we'll get better. And I guess I'll end with a shameless plug here. Shameless plug time. If you are not a listener of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, please do check that show out, our other show, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and of course the Motley Soup podcast, which is uh, one that my wife and I, it is not a wrestling podcast, but I think you'll still enjoy it. Some comedy there on that one. And um, we have a group, the 2300 Pod Facebook group. If you have not joined yet, please do be on the ground floor of that as we continue this journey through ECW. And And unless you, oh, go ahead, Aaron. And if um, if we can get the um, if we can get the twenty three hundred podcast up to three hundred members, I'll send out the gifts, the free shit. Yeah, it's a Chris Candido action figure and a little fucking pin. That <laughs> is uh, twenty three hundred. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'm drawing the, in, the, <laughs> the intersection. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job. I have a, I have the Chris Candido figure, and I was just looking for something the other day, and I came across. Um, See, Chad, I, I just want to send you the fucking pin just to give it to you, buddy. I have it. Give the pin for twenty three hundred or WWE one. A twenty-three hundred pen. You have that? Oh no! I, but I'll take it. Well, <laughs> I'll send it to you. But I, I just found like a CM Punk pen or or a WWE pen that my wife got me. Like put it in my stocking or something. It's still in the package. <laughs> I got. There's so much stuff that they put out that's just garbage. It is. It is. I mean, it's just like. Chotsky stuff, you know, you can get it for a dollar or, you know, whatever. That's why I've never, of all the, all the, all the crates that I've subscribed to, I've never subscribed to their slam crate because there's, n- there's never anything in that thing that even I remotely want to have ever. 
Well, I get I get the pro wrestling. No, I get that. I've only, I've only gotten a couple of them. What's the one with the pro wrestling crates? Uh, pro wrestling. That's the pro wrestling crate from Pro Wrestling Tees, right? The the ones that always give you the the um the ma- the magnet. They send you mm-hmm. a little refrigerator magnet. Okay, yeah, that's where my wife orders all my t shirts from. Because I got like I'm looking at my refrigerator going, why do I got all these magnets? Like I don't even I I've never ordered anything from it. I got a but great guys, god I got a great goddamn Harley race shirt from fucking Pro Wrestling Tees. Harley Race. Yeah, oh, uh, my Harley great my Harley race shirt's great. <laughs> fucking love it. I don't have a Harley race shirt. Well, I do. I used I used to make my shirts with uh with a, I'd buy the t-shirts and I'd go on the internet and I'd find a picture and I would scan it and I would scan it onto a, an iron on. Mm-hmm. So like, like when I post, when I post my pictures, when I, I, I mean, these are old, we're talking 15 years plus, but I got the bruiser Brody, um, that I took the one where he's wearing an all Japan suit and he's just sitting there kind of meditating outside I got that. I got a picture of Gilbert that I did a shirt on. I gave my Ox Baker shirt to Charity because it was getting kind of old. I did one like Terry Funk. Like Ox where it Baker. Has like, what's that? And had nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an Ox Baker like, shirt? Yeah, it, it says, it says oh, brutality man, is my Ox business. Shirt. It, it was getting pretty bad. It said brutality <laughs> is my business and business is good. But it was getting too bad. And then I got one of the original Sheik. It just says Madman from the the Middle East. I made a um I made a dynamite kid shirt on a black shirt that somehow got screwed up in the wash. Like it just fucked it all up. And then I, I made a, I made a shit ton of shirts and I still wear them and I still wear them to the point where I can only wear them on special occasions. Because <laughs> I'm afraid they're not gonna hold up. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody were to like recognize me and grab me from the back, <laughs> come yeah, off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could be I could be shirtless. Did, did either one of you guys catch the catch the Cornet show where he talked about having the new the new stuff on his website? No. He got Not new yet. merchandise. He got new he's merchandise. Got face masks now. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Right. And he's got like <laughs> Cornet face masks and. Thank you, fuck you, bye, Cornet face masks. Uh, it goes, they go on sale tomorrow, and I'll probably have one by the end of the month. <laughs> I probably. Well, but if, if you're if we're wrapping this up, can I can I get my plugs in? Oh, absolutely. I don't really have a whole lot going on. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm Chad Austin Demir on Facebook. I've slowed that down a little bit. Uh, I don't really have much to say. But yeah, I, I I encourage anybody who's not a fan of the twenty three hundred just to, just to, just to join it, check it out, give us a little bit of time. We're starting to really find our groove and get going here. And on Twitter, I'm still Chad Hoover Demera. I don't know how to change my name yet, <laughs> but that's what I am on on Twitter. But yeah, um, I just encourage everybody to support the uh, Weekend Wrestle Podcast family and all their um, junctures and endeavors. <laughs> Appreciate we appreciate it, that, Chad. We appreciate you being part of the family. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week as we continue this journey on the 2300 pod. Have a great week. 